welcome to Room Escape Divas, your podcast on everything escape rooms. This week, we are going to be talking to Tammy Dorn and Andrew O oh of Haiku Games to discuss escape rooms on mobile devices. Woo-hoo! My name is Errol. I'm Manda. And we are excited because, well, there's there's more to the story than just we want to talk about uh, games on mobile devices. It, I don't even know. I think long time ago, I remember Andrew. <laughs> oh God, I don't know go. how long. Yeah, long time ago you're when like, I was a you're kid. You're like old man escape rumor already. <laughs> <laughs> what I, I didn't even finish my sentence yet. I was just saying okay. long time ago. I think it was, I saw somewhere... And it, it might have been Andrew himself, or maybe maybe it wasn't. Maybe do you have anyone else that works with you over at Haiku? I'm not too sure. But yeah, somebody yeah, posted. Oh, okay. A number of people, but it was, it was probably me. Yeah, posted that they were looking for a game designer to help out with escape room type games. And yes. so then I posted that. So I don't even know where you posted that, Andrew. Was that in the Slack or was that on Facebook or was it just blasted yeah. out everywhere? I think I blasted it out everywhere, so I think it was on the Slack for sure, and mm-hmm. I think I think I got on the Facebook at some point too. Probably, and because I am everywhere when it comes to things like escape rooms, <laughs> that I saw it in multiple places, and so I think I I mentioned it as well, and and a and a few people applied, and one of them is our friend Tammy Dorn. Hello, Yay! Tammy Dorn. Hello. <laughs> oh, thank you again. That's like and one I- of my favorite like interwet interconnected escape room stories because you posted it okay so you posted it on the enthusiast page on facebook okay and with the post it, there was a caveat that said i don't know if i'm supposed to post this but <laughs> since i am a moderator i'm going to post it anyway and say it's fine um and so i saw that and i was i was like i'm glad you posted it and then i i uh that was about a year ago right now i think and i Yep, saw it and applied, and I was like surprised there wasn't more chatter about it on the page. I mean, what kind of enthusiast wouldn't want to work in escape rooms in some fashion? And I don't know, it was just really. Although there might have been chatter in the Slack, people telling me, "Thanks, Errol, you just just sh- just told everybody about it." I was hoping yeah. nobody would find out, but no, you just went and blabbed to everybody about the job posting. But no, but it was great. So yay! I was positive for somebody for yeah, once. Yeah, really. Amazing. Yeah, <laughs> I I am so 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 happy that you did that, and then I saw it, and that it worked out, and I met Andrew, and now I work at Haiku, yeah, and I great. love it. It was it was good for everyone for sure. So why don't you tell us a bit more about Haiku Games, Andrew? Because I know I've just like gave all this origin story stuff, but maybe people might want to know more about Haiku. Yeah, absolutely. So Haiku Games is a indie game development company, and it started all the way back in 2013. And I started it on my own to make uh, independent games. And uh, at the time, I was getting into escape rooms. So it wasn't um, the absolute first game that Haiku Games made. But uh, after doing a couple of the really early escape rooms in San Francisco, I was interested to make some on the App Store. And eventually we came up with this idea called Adventure Escape, which is what we're still working on now. Tammy's working on new Adventure Escape games uh, as we speak. And we've kind of built up a loyal following of players that like to play our games. They're a mix of escape room games and adventure games. So you'll get a little bit of story about why you're solving these locks. And 
we have got some uh, great art and uh, you could uh, check it out on uh, iOS or Google or even on Amazon and Steam now as well. Nice. Cool. So with the, with the escape room, so you, um, I, I couldn't remember, I was, I was looking at your site earlier, uh, but uh, are you exclusively escape games or do you do other types of games as well? Yeah, we have a couple of other types of games as well, but the most of our games are uh, escape rooms. We, we have another series called the Solve It series, which is more of like a visual novel, uh, text-based uh, series. Um, and that's the other, other main one we have out right now. So one of the things I was curious about, uh, you, we were talking earlier before, before we started hitting the record button and you were mentioning like taking trips to do escape rooms and that. Were you yeah. a fan of escape rooms before you started designing uh, escape rooms for mobile or uh, was that something you started first and then wanting to know what the, uh, the in-person version was like? Yeah, I, I was definitely a fan first. Like I had done just a couple of escape rooms, I think around 2014 in San Francisco, there was um, the um, uh, the company, the name dropped out of my head, but- Was it Scrap? Um, scrap, exactly, Scrap. Yeah, I'd done a couple of those Scrap you. games. Great, great. You're the collective memory of all <laughs> escape rooms. In the world. I'm impressed. This is really he's, helpful. He's old yeah. man escape roomer, that's why. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, you know, we went to one of these scrap rooms and, uh, you know, really enjoyed it, you know, and it was uh, fun, just fun to go with friends. And I think at the time, I think I had discovered some of the apps on the mobile phone at that time as well, um, and had played a couple of those uh, also. But uh, yeah, it was a bit of a slow burn, actually. Did a couple of escape rooms in real life. And and then, uh, you know, as uh, until this year, of course. But, uh, you know, then every year kind of did 10 times more, it felt like. You know, did you know <laughs> did one or two or three, and then did 10, and then did 20, and then, you know, ended up, uh, you know, probably going to around 100 now at this point. Yeah, you were saying before here, before the podcast started, that you did a trip up here to Toronto and it sounds like you did a marathon of games and that's that's you know, you know that you hit the the I'm obsessed stage when you just do marathons of escape rooms <laughs> yeah 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 I have a, a couple of friends that really like to do it I, I have one friend in the in the LA area who we done a bunch of escape rooms together and um, you know another friend I mentioned uh, owns one of these escape rooms so yeah we've traveled we've done two two escape room trips so that's been quite a bit of fun. And yeah, I think it does show a, a mixed level of, of obsession, I guess. Yeah, definitely. What about you, Tammy Dorn? I just like saying your whole name. I don't know it's, why, but I'm gonna- Yeah, it's a Tammy good Dorn. one. Tammy Dorn. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah, I'm a, oh, obviously I, I found the job posting on an escape room enthusiast page. It's interesting because most of the people I work with at Haiku uh, have come from the you know, game design side of things. And I came really from the escape room side of things. Um, I've been doing escape rooms with my husband for probably, I don't know, five, four or five years. And we kind of were getting like to the obsessive point when we had our first child three years ago, Ooh. almost to the day three years ago. Oh and no, so that you have of, a small yeah, child and you can, and you can still have fun. That doesn't make any oh, sense. Oh, we have lots of fun. So, um, so I kind of, the break, so I haven't gotten to like the hundred mark or the, you know, plus, 
Um, but I probably would have if we didn't have the little guy and now a little girl. I know, but you know, they're going to make great teammates someday. And actually my son, we has probably done over a dozen rooms with us, like being worn or now that he's older, he can like sit and kind of look at stuff. And sometimes he's actually helpful because he can find the like a lock that's on a box down low. He's like playing with it. And we're like, what's that, Gabriel? What are you doing? And he's like, and we're like, oh, look at this. I didn't even see it. So that's happened. That should be the Um, tagline for kids. Kids actually helpful. Yeah. (laughs) So, um, so yeah, so that kind of, you know, stinted our, our, our escape room experiences. And I don't know if I could convince, I would totally play escape rooms like I'd go on vacation, I would play 10 in a day. No problem. Yeah, like boom, yeah. boom, boom. Like I went after the other, but I think my husband would tire of it a little sooner. <laughs> I, hear I think you. two or three might be his max. But Ooh, we'll see. Wow. That's more than my <laughs> wife's max. Just to let yeah. you know. <laughs> yeah, that's like two or three a month for her. So <laughs> I don't Yeah, he's into them too. So we we're both super into escape rooms. And we have designed them at home for friends and family. Like for our, we like to do 30th birthday. We like to do birthdays together because our birthdays are close. And for our 30th, we designed a half hour escape room. And then we forced about 30 of our friends to take turns playing it. <laughs> and so that was really fun. And, and it kind of got us interested in designing and puzzles. And so from there, I kind of spent, I wasn't working. I was staying at home as just, hanging out with my son. And so I was designing puzzles in my free time and coming up with fun activities based around those and networking with different escape rooms in the area. So I met Justin uh, Nevins, who does the Crypt Text. And um, yeah, we, it was so funny because we would sit down at the table and we'd play an escape game. And then I'd just take out a piece of paper and start doodling puzzles, like just designing them on. And I'd, I'd be like, let's all sit down and design puzzles. And pass them around and this is with my family who likes to do them but they're all like why would we do that it was shocking to me to learn that everyone who likes to solve puzzles wouldn't also like to make puzzles and so well, it's know. not shocking to me anymore yeah, now it's like I guess it's not but I still I was like why wouldn't you want don't you want to don't you have a million ideas and they're like no like puzzles. So, Yeah. So when it came to, you mentioned, Tammy, uh, working with both, uh, like working with people who came from a game design background, as opposed to like a a physical escape room background. So when it came to collaborating and, and, and working out the design process, uh, what kind of things did you learn along the way? Or what kind of things did they learn along the way? uh, When it came to the actual design of the of these games? Yeah, I mean, the whole design process is game design based, I think. So yeah. I've I had a lot of learning to do, which I've had some really, really great teachers like Andrew's great, and he knows what he's doing. And a woman I work with, Michelle, um, has kind of been sort of like mentor, like teacher for like all of the, the facets of what building a mobile game entails. And um, it's pretty fun because like, so when you're building a game in real life, you know, there's a lot of similarities because you have to map out the the path but our games are a lot you know they take like you know multiple like long a long time to complete an entire game um, as opposed to like an hour where you're really time-based and so your puzzles stretch and you have ideas and you can figure out how to manipulate them to make them work but um as far as like 
melding of the two, it was mostly like learning how to maintain my like escape room creativity and put that like, like translate it into the, like the design documents and the, um, the functionality of a mobile app with like the, you know, moving pieces. And when you tap, like, uh, I remember in my interview, it was uh, one of the questions was, well, what would you do if you tap here? What if you do if you move this piece here? And I just hadn't even thought of those things because they're not, you know, questions you talk about in real life. But that's a lot of, of you just have to consider everything that a player is going to do. Like when you tap this spot, this has to move. And there's like all these tiny little details that the programmers need to know. And so it's it's been kind of fun to kind of learn that language and work through it. And then the person I, one of the people I worked directly with came, I think straight from a game design background. I think he did his, a program in it at, at, in school. And so he's got like a lot, like his narrative ideas are really broad and big and he's like really into this, this big story aspect. And I'm kind of more, you know, in an hour long escape room and things like we were doing, it's like, this is a story and you hit the points really fast. But yeah. in a game, you have a lot more breadth and a lot more time to develop it and tell, and tell people the story you want to tell them. So that's been interesting, too. Just just to uh, clarify, I didn't I didn't clarify this earlier. Uh, when we mentioned game design, we mean digital game design because there are yes. many types of game design. So this is specifically yes. in the video slash uh, digital game genre. That's really cool. That's one that's one limitation of in-person escape rooms that is that makes it a bit more difficult uh, to or challenging to design for things like narrative and that kind of thing is the is the time crunch and the um and the fact that your main characters can do whatever the heck they want. They don't actually have to pay attention to, to the narrative. There's there's a lot less control over them. I pay uh, attention to nothing. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> Maybe maybe I'm wrong. Maybe maybe it's just who I've been playing with this whole time, um, while I struggle to like yank Errol's attention away from the camera on the wall. Uh, but even in digital games, he like skips over all the dialogue. He's like, yeah, it's, it's yeah. Sometimes people do that. Like, well, <laughs> and I'll be like, oh, did you? And then this little thing, and they're like, oh, I just didn't even read it. I just. <laughs> Like, so it's it's a rampant problem. So so the problem is okay. So like I'm playing a game right now. And it's a really fun one. And it's called the raft. And the the problem is that every time you spend time reading documents, your health and your water go down. Okay, that's but that's different. Fun. But when you have so, the time and the well, breath, yeah, too. we don't have the time. We try. We want to solve the puzzles. Now, to be fair, it depends. It depends on the game because if I find it good, if I find it fun. For example, I remember we were playing this one Nancy Drew game, and then they just had this small little Easter eggs where everybody, all the actors, the people in the game were like actors, and they were recording themselves. And so they were recording themselves doing lines, and it's hilarious. And I just played through every single one of these dialogue options because I found it so funny. And, And so when I find something that's written well or I find fun, then I will read everything. But if it's just like, wow, you're going on forever, like, oh my goodness, the nonary games, how many times I pressed enter for those things, like, good grief, just speed it up already, then then maybe not. Anyway, I should speak, I'm sorry, I shouldn't talk, because <laughs> my games tend to be crazy wordy, so yeah, then who am that. I really to, yeah, yeah. anyway. <laughs> 
Yeah, I think it is always a challenge because we want to, you know, develop a story in our game, but there are definitely users who just tap through the story. So I, I'm sure it's like, uh, like every game designer, you have to kind of think about what happens if the player just didn't read anything? Can they still figure it out? And, uh, you know, we, we hope they can. I have a question for Andrew. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so when you were so when you were starting on um, making this app, like making an app, like and you wanted to incorporate escape room and puzzle design, like what made you decide to do it in the format that we have, which is like the adventure escape, which sort of is has similarities to like the point and click mysteries, but kind of like more puzzly and or as opposed to just doing like a strictly puzzle based. App, you yeah, know, like, yeah. The, like the doors, like there's like those like a million doors. A million doors, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it really was kind of uh, a couple of things. I mean, part of it is is personal preference. Like I, I am always more motivated to solve something when there is a story kind of backing it up. So I think that's compelling and I like to, to add that. So I have played some of those doors games, but you know, normally I, I quit after a while because I'm not as pulled to go through. Um, and in terms of like, you know, why is it an adventure? And, and um, you know, part of that also is um, uh, in the very beginning, there's, there's a lot of great games out now. Um, in the very beginning, when I was looking around for some of these escape games, it, it felt like a lot of them didn't have really cool graphics. So I thought that was something that would be nice to have, you know, just, just because it's a, a free to play escape game doesn't mean it has to have bad graphics. And, you know, having some of these environments that, that we're in are really really fun you know we have you're exploring the ruins or you're you're going checking out movie stars or things like that um so yeah it's going to be pretty exciting uh tammy's working on this game now which is we will will not say too much about it but it has a uh it has you know has this kind of cool uh how would you describe i guess the the world that that we're in you know it's like i don't know which one <laughs> the uh yeah yeah the um the inventor one yeah, yeah. It's, uh, I mean, I don't know how much to say, but it's, uh, you know, it's magical. Like, it's just like, and it can be anything. It's like beautiful, but um, familiar. Like, people, I think, will like understand what's going on, but there's like, there's lots of jewels, right? It's like bejeweled and it's, it's, it's really pretty and elaborate and just, yeah, I, I really get the making it beautiful, being a part of haiku's kind of kind of thing because it because our games the the art teams we work with are fantastic and they design beautiful beautiful things and so yeah the game we're in now it's gonna be be fun it's a magical kind of i don't whimsical. know whimsical whimsical that's the word i was looking for it's got it's got a lot of whimsy <laughs> how many people are usually involved in creating one game yeah so normally there's a, a small handful of game designers anywhere from one to Three, I would say. Um, we have one uh, producer person normally assigned to each game to um, keep track of the schedule. Um, yeah, and then we also have a, a number of artists. So the 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 number seems to vary from like you know three three to five artists, um, and we have uh, developers as well. You know, probably two to four developers. So it's not all the people at all the time, but it is quite a big effort. There's like a lot of moving pieces to get one of these out. Cool. And how long does it take to maybe finish one game? I, I can understand that it's, you know, you have different, it's just dependent on the resources that you have available to you. But, you know, how long would you say it would take you to create one? 
Yeah, yeah. Roughly, it takes around uh, six to nine months. Okay. Nice. Very and so cool. in your collection of, uh, I don't even know, like your back catalog, how many escape, if you started within a, for a year, right? Your company's been around for a year. How many games do you have now? Oh, they've been yeah, around a lot longer than a year. Oh, a lot longer I've than a year. Oh, right, right, right. Sorry, <laughs> sorry. I'm confused. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So we, we have, um, we have uh, you know, um, okay. So it's a little bit confusing because we used to launch our apps all separately. So it would be like uh, every app would be a different, every game would be a different app on the app store. Um, and, uh, you know, so we had Adventure Escape Murder Manor, then you download Adventure Escape Asylum or something like that. Um, but uh, roughly two years ago, I think now, we started putting all the apps into into one one app, uh, as we call it. And uh, this app is called Adventure Escape uh, Mysteries. And we just found it was easier to maintain um, because, uh, you know, previously we had all these different uh, Unity versions, which is our, our development. Um, and, and an app would break and, and we'd have to go back and fix five apps, but not the other 10. Um, so now we have it all on, all on one app. Um, so if you count all the games we've launched into Adventure Escape Mysteries as uh, separate games, we have, I think, around uh, 20, 26 games out right now. Um, so yeah, so we work on, on multiple simultaneously, and uh, it's, uh, you know, it's a lot of fun to get them out. I'm looking at your site right now. So I was just like <laughs> looking through the games and I got distracted. Oh no. <laughs> I was like, murder yeah. mysteries. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. My first game I designed with Haiku was a murder mystery with Detective Kate. She was awesome. That's it was fun awesome. to work with her. It's called Picture Perfect. The game's set at a wedding, but it's a murder mystery. So things maybe don't go according to plan. <laughs> <laughs> of course. So have they you don't. found with like now that COVID's around? Have you found, I don't know, that the business or purchase of games have gone up or gone down or stayed relatively the same? The appetite of the audience, what's it been like? Yeah, in the very beginning, um, meaning around April and May, there was a lot more people playing um, these games. Uh, and I think the numbers are still up, um, but it's come down a, a little bit as uh, people have found some other things to do as well. What are they all doing? out there in the world yeah i don't know what you would be doing except just playing escape rooms in your house but <laughs> apparently apparently other things uh are are happening well it's kind of funny i think i can't remember if this was on on the podcast at one point in time but we're also noticing in the in the facebook puzzle uh people group all these projects escape room type take home projects are just launching one so after many. another Okay, and it's yeah. like everybody's COVID project is finally coming to fruition and it's all being released now. I have, yeah. yeah there if I didn't have kids or if I didn't have a job, I would definitely probably have made one myself. So, <laughs> so it's yeah. like, I get, I get it. it it's, <laughs> yeah. yeah, there's been so many in that, in that coming out. I like all the virtual escape rooms too, though, because I've gotten uh, the chance, you know, my with time constraints with kids, can't go anywhere. Yeah. But I've been able to play lots of games and I actually made it, I like, I played, I got my tally up to enough to be a voter for the, the thing. The Derpicas. Yeah, I my live, I, I think I only played like one of the live ones. So that I was like, I shouldn't even count for that. <laughs> but I played a, a number of the virtual ones that were on the list. So that was fun. It nice. always counts. It always counts. I tell you. 
Tammy's good at finding some for our company to do. So Tammy oh, would cool. find. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we have some uh, uh, team building uh, activities. Uh, but really just playing games together is, is what it is. <laughs> it's and research. It's, yeah, it's you super, can think of it as research. Fun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's been super, super fun. It's a really fun group of people to work with because everyone, you know, we all play each other's games and we play other games and we talk about games we play. And so we're all kind of, everyone seems pretty sold out to the like escape room puzzle, like the whole genre. And so that's been really fun to join a, a team like that. And it was interesting too, because we were already a remote team. So like there's some of us in New York and there's some of us in California, Washington. Um, I'm not sure where, like Kansas or something. Kansas. Anyway, like yeah. all over the country. And so we were already remote. So this transition to remote, like for everyone else seemed like not a big deal to, to me. And uh, right. yeah, we were able to pay, but, but it also gave us a lot more opportunities because then everyone's designing these fun team building activities that for remote teams that we probably wouldn't have, like we wouldn't have been able to do before. So that's been really a fun thing, part of it too. So in terms of, of designing as well, do you find that because you're in a digital space, you're much less constrained by the ideas that you could try to implement with these games, like specifically like around setting physics. and theme and physics and that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Magic. Magic, yeah. Some escape yeah, a good job, but go ahead. Andy. Yeah, no, I was gonna say I think there it's mostly uh, there are some good uh, pros and cons of designing uh, digitally. So a lot of the pros are yeah, you could just make magic happen, you know, on on the screen. You could physics doesn't have to happen. We have, you know, in in our dark ruins game, the plane crashes in the beginning of the game. So that's not something that's as easy to to replicate in in the real world. Um, some of the challenges we have is that, you know, part of the fun of a real life escape room sometimes is being in the physical space and finding things. So for example, if you find something hidden in a drawer behind a desk, like that could be quite fun in a real escape game, right? You're like kind of crawling around, you get a light, you like look in there. In, in our games, it's like harder to replicate that feeling because you might just tap there and, you know, either you get an item or you don't, or maybe there's a zoom in not that area, but it kind of clues it away a little more in a way mm -hmm. that a real life escape room doesn't have. So I think it's, it's interesting to think about designing for the two areas. Yeah, that's true. Like, uh, I'm, I'm glad you covered it. My next question is going to be about cons. So, um, but yes, yeah. uh, the, um, one of the first things I latched onto with escape rooms was the fact that I love adventure games and that kind of thing, but I don't necessarily when it in a, in an in-person version of an escape room, I, I don't have to like, be looking for hot spots Pixel right hunting? I, I don't yeah. have to i'm not i'm not scrolling around the screen seeing where my cursor changes suddenly and i i can i can click on something Although we might be doing that in an escape room oh my goodness if they really make searching hard then it's like oh it's here it's, it's the it's the in-person equivalent of pixel hunting where you're like <laughs> right. you know pulling the posters off the walls oh, yeah like the corners of the room <laughs> But the, yeah, and, and like I played a, I'm not going to say which room or anything, but I, I played a, a a virtual room last week with Errol and company. And it was one in which I have played the in-person version and yeah. Errol has not. And playing the virtual one, yeah, you can see where some things are lost in translation. Because when we were finished it, I had to kind of go to the group. Now imagine experiencing that 
in person. Like imagine, you know, having that happen to you uh, in real life. And that's, that's an experience that you can't, it's very difficult to replicate that feeling in, in a digital space. But I think that they were hindered somehow by the fact that they had the physical space and so it was a scary yeah, room. It was a scary room, and oh, I wasn't scared, and I don't think my <laughs> teammates were scared. I'm not trying to say, oh, Arrow's so brave. No, 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 I'm not like, because we did another scare room, and everybody was petrified. It was amazing. <laughs> yeah. Andrew and I are like the scaredy, I feel like this, we're always like, I don't like scary things. Yeah, yeah, we probably uh, under-index in terms of scary games, just because um, a lot of us are actually scared by them. So we, yeah. we don't make as many <laughs> as, as perhaps we should. I think, uh, making, I think making a scary game would be like so much more fun than playing a scary game. Yeah. I don't like to be scared very often, but scaring someone else isn't as... Is, is <laughs> there was the, the game that we played that was very scary for uh, the teammates and it was glorious was horror hotel and it's also on the terpicas and it was they did a really good job <laughs> oh, we have one teammate who keeps like suggesting because we're like doing these fun activities together and he's like let's do a horror game or like around halloween he was like we should do a horror game we're like no we shouldn't <laughs> <laughs> You wouldn't want to do Horror Hotel because they do the scare factor quite well. Uh, yeah, you think being on your computer at home, you think you'd have like a boundary of, but it's, I get it. It's still scary. No, it was so fun. <laughs> I'm a horrible person. It was so fun to watch them. My sister was screaming. At the, and then she'd like, she would be dodging, even though she's here and there's stressful. nothing happening but it, she would dodge it wasn't always way. scary but it was definitely stressful it was like <laughs> i love it that's funny yeah yeah designing on for the i was yeah it just like just the potential idea of it when i was applying was just like really exciting because i like had all these fun ideas but i'm like you can't you can't fill a room with water in an escape game, right? Like, like all these like liability and insurance issues that it just doesn't matter. You could just do whatever you want. So like you can have, yeah, you're on mountaintops and you're in the ocean and you're, you know, wherever. It's really fun. But yeah, but then we also, so we translate to like, I don't know, a bazillion uh, yeah. languages. I think it's uh, eight, eight additional languages. So nine, nine languages total, <clears throat> yeah. Oh, so, nine so that means, does that mean a lot of your puzzles tend to be tend to be language independent language dependent or no yeah. language independent language Sorry. independent yeah, yeah. That's it. yeah. independent of language yes so yeah we don't design word puzzles we don't you know things that require like or like no crosswords and things mm-hmm. like that yeah because we do yeah we do um some asian languages where we don't even use the you know roman alphabet most of the time so uh it's really fun though i, I remember there was a woman who uh, I think you guys interviewed. She had pink hair. Oh yes, that'd be she, Shannon. Yeah, yes, Shannon. She um like has a lot of talking points that kind of were interesting to me because they were evolving around language in rooms, some of them, and and cultural uh, bias as well. Cultural bias, right? So that's something too. We we probably have to look out for. But yeah, but yeah, it's been fun to kind of not. I don't know. Like I, I, I love word puzzles and I love designing word puzzles and my husband, especially like when we design together, he like, he can just like crank out a bunch of word puzzles. He was quite good at it, but, um, but yeah, but taking that away, it was kind of fun. It's like, it's like, uh, almost 
you know, just broadens your ideas of what you should could do and you figure out, well, if you don't use a word there, what could you do instead? Same with color. Like this last game we worked on, um, we did our, I think we just did our best to make it colorblind friendly. And that's something oh, nice. that people might not think about or consider most of the time, especially if you don't have, like, if you don't deal with that on a regular basis. But, um, but it's fun because, like, we had, there's this really cool online generator where you can pop in the colors you're using and it will show you what they look like to three, like, three sets of different color blindness. And it's not that hard to avoid, but it's just something that I think people don't think about or just, so that's also fun, too, because it's like, okay, well, if I'm not using color, like, Maybe I could use shape instead or color and shape, you know, just like combinations of different things that can still look good to everyone. That's fun too with the, the digital game. Nice. Yeah, that's a, that's a consideration, like how, how accessible to make your games and, um, you know, apart from like, there's, there's the color blindness. Was there anything else that came up as far as accessibility in designing the games or, um, is it something you're discovering along the way? I think the the language, the colorblindness, and then probably the last thing is things being too small because uh, yeah. sometimes <laughs> some of us are old, phone. like me. Yeah, I'm super old. Yeah, yeah, and then I mean, it's not even. It's just a matter of yeah. Some people, you know, the screen size could vary from a, a tiny phone to a an iPad Pro. You know, so uh, we often start the designs on computer or on paper. And so we have more space than our users. So we're always kind of like trying to remind ourselves, okay, is that is that fair that they could actually see that? And if not, do we need a Zoom? So we do uh, think about that as well. Yeah, I remembered, I think I had my first, I remembered they did a, a port of Mist onto the Nintendo 3DS and it mm. was the worst, worst, Thing that could have been done because they took something that's normally on a PC screen that's already old, no less, yeah. and it didn't really do a lot to, to update that or upgrade it and and put it onto this tiny little screen. That uh, it was it was just a, a terrible decision <laughs> that yeah, somehow yeah. got through to production. And uh, yeah, oh my goodness. <laughs> yeah, I guess for Mist, you might have to change every single background so right? that it was more <laughs> visible or something. But yeah, you know, you know, sometimes we have art and it, it is just like, oh, it's just too, it looks really beautiful, but it's just so zoomed back that, you know, you can see these nice mountains, but if you want to hide a, a key or something in the scene, it would it would be microscopic. So, yeah, that, that yeah, I think you you do have to be pretty pretty aware of it from from the beginning. So when it comes to things like beta testing, and and when you're actually like testing out the puzzles of these games, how does it work for for a digital format um, as opposed to because when I when I see escape games beta tested and that kind of thing it's you know people come in with like either paper versions of their puzzles or uh or you see like something partially built out physically um so i know it works differently from the digital but i've never actually done one before yeah you i mean we use uh, we still use a mix of uh sometimes paper um uh, but often we uh prototype our puzzles in in photoshop so we'll make the puzzle and we might type up the rules like oh you know it will um the puzzle is complete when all the all the color the, all the stones are red you know and then you know we'll just be the computer in our brain and kind of change change the layers yeah. um so that works for i would say actually the the majority of our puzzles what do you yeah. think Tammy? 
Yeah, yeah totally. I, it's like, it's, it works really well. I had, I had one puzzle in this last game that I, I encouraged people when they were trying it to just make a paper version of it because it was just like way easier. But yeah, for the most part, like sliding things. Yeah. yeah, if you're sliding or moving things, Photoshop can be not as, not as fun. Um, but that was a huge pl a perk of this job too, is I got to learn how to use Photoshop. And if you don't know how, I recommend it because it's really fun and um, good for puzzle design too. So uh, yeah, we just usually send the, the files over. And um, lately I've had, um, somebody had been making some like on, I don't know, some kind of like internet design thing. I wasn't ever able to access them, but there there's also like options out there for that. But for the most part, Photoshop, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we also, um, when when the game is further along, we do kind of beta test it with with our own internal team. So we'll yeah. we'll play it when it's actually in the game. So that is mm -hmm. a, a different step. Um, but that, we, we try to paper prototype it or, or Photoshop prototype it before we get to that stage. So one thing that makes adventure games and online, uh, well, at least digital escape room games different than yeah. real online games would be the multiplayer aspect. Do you or have you ever thought about making multiplayer escaping games? I can understand that the uh, return on investment, you don't know. I don't know how that would be because that'd be like, oh, you have to find somebody else that has the game. But yeah, I don't know. Yeah, you know, we've definitely thought about it. And there there are some games which you could play of two people that seem to have done pretty well. Um, mm -hmm. I've, I've played some um, and they, they've definitely been fun. Um, yeah, we don't have anything right now that we are um, talking about, but it's not, it's something that we, we might want to do in the future. That'd be cool. Yeah. That's the thing uh, with, with, yeah, with mobile games, like it'd be awesome to be able to play with somebody else. Sorry. That's just a thought. It's not a question. <laughs> oh yeah, we know. I think, it, I think it'd be awesome too. Do yeah, it. <laughs> yeah. I think we all have that desire, you know, like that idea of playing with a team or doing it together is, is something that, uh, yeah, we, we know that's something that especially escape room enthusiasts really like. Um, so we're, we're trying to think of like the right way to, to do it for, for our company yeah. as well. I know. Imagine if you could like a Jackbox version of escape rooms, wouldn't that be kind of fun? That's a great idea. Like Jackbox that. version of Escape. Can you do Jackbox with narrative? I don't know. I don't know if you could. To be more puzzle -based. Why not? Well, the Jackbox games have like little mini stories so, to them, kind of. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, not so much that you have to play a Jackbox game. It's more along yeah. the lines that you have your phones interacting with the oh, game. Oh, you're talking about mechanics. I thought you were Sorry. Yeah. We're going to be, we're going to play draw thing. They have it with some PlayStation games, which was a mixed reaction i think from from people but but i have it has been done before it's just been yeah. it's always on a tv right it's uh yeah do you guys have any oh sorry go ahead oh just gonna say i think with mobile like you see a lot like like i don't know when you picture people playing mobile games like where are they they're like at the bus stop or they're at the airport or like my husband like true. he just put the kids down now he's sitting in the hallway and guarding the door to make sure they don't come out sitting there playing his <laughs> game you know what i mean like those are the kind of instances where like at least like from my from my um experience i see or i have been playing those games so it would really it would change like the 
like, like the dynamic, like your interaction with the game, but that's not a bad thing. And there's, I think there's space for that. Like some, some games like that, like TikTok, have you guys done TikTok tale for two? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes, we yeah. have. Oh, that's that, nice. Like that, that kind of a game has that like built in aspect and it's just, you know, you, you can't just sit and play it though. You have to like, we're finding yeah. the time we're getting down, we're doing this. So there's, but there's definitely room for that. And those are, are their own thing, but I think it'd be fun to do something like that in the future. That is a big benefit, though, of the mobile escape that you brought up, which is, yeah, it's it's the thing that will um, scratch my itch when I can't play with my with my teammates in a real life one or when, uh, you know, no one's available. And I yeah, and I'm just sitting there passing the time at a bus stop and I can pull out my phone and and have an adventure. Hooray. That did. That does backfire when it's things like horror games, like you said. Uh, I did play uh, Simulacra, I think it was, um, on a bus, and that was a mistake. Uh, and screaming and I, I jumped out of my seat and uh, scared half the people around me because <laughs> I had my. You have your headphones on, right? And that's when horror games get really like the the sound design of this thing. I'm just like, oh my god. Yeah. Uh, but you know, when it's things like yeah, these escape room games, I will download them as often as I can because it's a great fun way to to pass the time um and and to exercise my brain and to you know find out a story uh did you guys have a, a favorite of yours that you've either designed so far or played so far uh in, in your in your repertoire oh man that's hard maybe you could talk about picture perfect Tammy. <laughs> yeah you did, you're you did asking andrew this yeah. right and then all of a sudden it's like oh he's got favorites oh, no. No, no, i was i was asking i was asking both of them <laughs> And you yeah. can't say that. I, Who's your I favorite really, child? I really enjoyed playing before I before I started working at Haiku. I really enjoyed playing our Painted Worlds game, which I don't know if you if you played any of them. Um, but um, I kind of lean into the the whimsical kind of more outside of the box themes, and so that one was especially kind of compelling to me, and it it was really fun for me. Um, but I've played. I think I've played and enjoyed pretty much all of our games. Like I love the Detective Kate mysteries. Like she's such a fun character, and it's so fun to follow her through these stories. And um, our pirate games really fun, and our ruins games are fun. And I don't know. There's just so there's like you know there's good aspects to all of them, and for each for each a different time. But um, my game was uh, our most recent release called actually, I think that's mostly true still. Um, we have another one soon, I think. Um, but it's called Picture Perfect, and it follows Detective Kate and she and her partner Murphy, who is another one of my favorite characters I've seen in one of these games. And it's fun to get more and more of their relationship and interactions, and to rewrite the. I get to write the dialogue for all this, and oh, so, that's fun. Yeah. Oh, it's so much fun. I like. I so I studied English in school, so I haven't. I used to do a lot of writing, and it's been years since I've done much. But getting to write stories and dialogue again is like. So much fun. So anyway, so just getting that that stuff. And so, yeah, with Picture Perfect, it was uh, really fun to kind of get to decide where the setting was going to be. And the people were, I was working out with were like, we want to do a wedding because there's like, you know, you think about a wedding, there's all these beautiful things, right? Like the venue, the dresses, the flowers, the cake, you know, like there was just kind of all of these different things we could visit and um, design puzzles around. And it was just yeah, it was a great experience. And that game is, I think it's, I've played it probably, I don't know, four times through or something. And that like little parts of it more than that. Like I've just played it over and over. 
Um, and so I really, I enjoyed every time and I wrote the puzzles and I tested the puzzles, but I still, I still think it's fun. So. <laughs> that's, that's a, a big point. Like that's a, a big point in your favor. Like if you could play your own stuff and not yeah. like, you know, get sick of it. That's amazing. There's a logic puzzle in chapter one. That was my, sort of my first puzzle I designed like what, after I got hired and I still think it's, I don't know the answer right away. I still have to like go through it and logic it out. And I, I really, I really enjoy that one still. So yeah, I think, and I've seen some of our, our fans have played our games multiple times. And I think that they like, it works. Like if you play one and there's, you know, there's 20 and you play it again in like a year, <laughs> it's like you can are totally enjoy it still. So I mean, that's, what's been happening with, with me and the Nancy true games. Or actually. Yeah. Or don't you no. like have a, like a yearly tradition to play all the missed games? 30 not, times not, not lately it sucks <laughs> but no like nancy drew we we played a lot all the ball with errol's daughters and i enjoyed them so much I, I i've been playing through them again and i thought i'm gonna remember everything i do not remember everything and not only that but like even the stuff i do remember is still quite enjoyable and so it's you know it's been it's 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 fun to replay games it is yeah, sometimes I get an email which is like, the lock on the chest is not working. And I'll be like, which lock? Which chest? <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's a lot, you know. Yeah. The lock on the chest. Oh, no, it's true. Sometimes some people just assume I know the answers to the puzzles I've made. No, no. I can't remember right. yesterday. So it's it's hard. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I'm sorry, I, I asked the wrong question. You don't have to answer this one because uh, it Ooh, might be it's drama. spoilers. No, it's not. Oh, it's spo- it is okay. not drama. Yeah, I was asking, like, are there any fun genres that you would like to do in the future for your games that you haven't? Yeah, you must like have a tome of ideas of things that you want to do, probably, right? Yeah, yeah, it's just a notebook, a whole bookshelf of, and you say, Andrew, I want to do this next. We'll finish the other one first. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's definitely, we definitely have more ideas than we can execute. And then there's definitely, you know, we definitely release fewer games than, 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 you know, like our users ask for, you know, that we, you know, we work like so long on the game, we'll release it. And then two days later, of course, they'll email us, be like, when's the next game coming out? We're like, oh, that took so long. I mean, we, we appreciate it too. Of <laughs> uh, yeah. So no, I mean, I, I, I don't think I, I, want to say specifically like what what uh new new areas are are coming out but yeah you know we kind of one with a dirigible one of a dirigible yeah we errol sing us with dirigibles, with dirigibles. What a dirigible game what's a dirigible it's like a, it's like a, a <laughs> it's like a zeppelin it's the zeppelin yeah. like oh i know what that know, is with that people yeah. can ride it and stuff and okay. yeah Dirig- okay we'll keep yeah. that in mind <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why. Why? Why dirigible? Is it? Is it a Miyazaki thing? Is it a? Um, oh, actually, it is a Miyazaki thing. If it is a Miyazaki Kika, thing. Kiki's yeah. delivery service. There's and and um, what's it called? Castle in the Sky. I don't think there's the any dirigibles in there. There's no dirigibles in there. What she there, there might have been in House Moving Castle. What does she fall out of in the beginning of the movie? Oh, you're right. I am so sorry. I, I guess am it is right. A big oh, did I just a get word. a Miyazaki thing that Harold didn't <laughs> yeah. remember? Mind you, those oh. planes, I don't know if you'd really call them dirigibles because they're just like made up aircraft machines, <laughs> <Yeah>. really. <laughs> How do you spell dirigible? D I R I G I B L E. Okay. 
<laughs> Tommy doesn't <laughs> believe me. He's just like, no, it's not a real thing, Errol. I just like to learn new things. I'm in the trivia league, and it's like whenever I learn something new, there's always a question about it in the next week. So now I'm like, I have to remember a dirigible because there's going to be a question about it. And I'm going to be like, Errol told me what that was. <laughs> I don't I'll remember. So now yes. I know I know. <laughs> so I have to ask this because Errol normally asks this and now I'm asking it. So you mentioned your fans and your and, and that kind of thing of your games. So what's your community like for for your games? And uh is there like a forum they go to to discuss? Do you have a Discord? Um, do you have a Discord? Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So we could we could do a little more work on this, to be honest. We do not have a Discord, uh, but we have a lot of uh, really dedicated fans um, that have been playing our games, and, and there, some of them Facebook are nice page. enough to email us. Yeah, our, our Facebook page, um, we have, you know, facebook.com slash adventurescape and facebook.com slash haiku games. Uh, some fans congregate there and um, talk to each other, email us, etc. And we basically, I I try to interact with fans wherever they try to talk to us. So if they, uh, you know, sometimes they leave reviews on Google or Apple. Sometimes they email our our support email address. Sometimes they send us messages on uh, Facebook. So I'll, uh, I always try to try to respond to them. Um, But there is not a dedicated person. It is uh, just me right now who's doing this. So, um, uh, you know, I do, I do the best I can. But no, yeah. and that's a lot of work. So don't don't worry. You don't have to like. We understand. Not that we have a lot of fans. No, no. But just when it comes to engaging with your audience, it's it's hard. I, at least I, I'm a fan of you, Errol. So. Oh, Errol and Anna. No, no, but I. Everyone's a fan of Errol. Yeah. No, no, I have a lot of anti fans. Well, you really and me now. After the. <laughs> We'll find out about that. So oh, yeah, so many. Amanda, who's an anti fan? I'm an anti fan. Oh, Amanda's an anti. <laughs> Working with your anti fans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's only only very recently, and people. Oh no, I don't think why. it's recently. <laughs> no, recently it was a knife's edge for a while. It was always above, right? It's always like he's a, just, just he's still a, a stand-up guy, that Errol. Yeah, and he's smart it. and he's intelligent. And now I hate him and now he can die. Um, wow. But I will continue to the work with him. Out. Yeah. Drama. In head in Drama. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it is, it is difficult engaging with, like, you know, I can imagine you all have many fans and, and, and a lot of like, I can't even keep up when I have the cryptex hunt and people are just asking me, I need help on this. Oh, okay. And it's hard, right? <laughs> just just hard just trying to keep up with the support of things too. Ah, that's why I only do it once a year. It's too Yeah, hard. I don't have to it's nice for right for my position. I don't even think about anything like that. <laughs> it's just all Andrew. <laughs> and it's like it's like a protective barrier. Like I'll just just I stay behind my little designer. <laughs> my little designer hat wall. Hidey hole in your hidey yeah. hole. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> I think that is one of the things about, uh, you know, yeah, you know, I, I am trying to shield the designers from, from all the, all the small stuff that comes in. So, you know, it's, <laughs> it's easier to design when you're able to focus on it, I assume. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, 
the the funny thing is is that i always refer to tammy dorn as tammy dorn and i told her why <laughs> i like it's like she sometimes she'll email me it's like my name is tammy dorn oh yeah if you i remember <laughs> that you helped me get this job I was like no no i know who you are <laughs> it's happened like so i've so i've met errol like four times now so like it was like the first time was like on the enthusiast group or something and then i send him a facebook message and i was like hi it's tammy dorn I messaged you on this and he's like, okay. And then on Slack, I'm like, hi, this is Tammy Dorn. In case you don't know who I am, and I explain the whole, I explain the whole story again. I don't yeah. know. You might meet lots of people. Like it's, it's well, no, it is true. It's not so much. I do meet lots of people and I have like, I am horrible with memory, especially if you, if there's no, if there's a user pick, then I'll have a better chance of mem remembering who a person is. But if there's no user pick, then I then oh my goodness! But I do remember you because of your last name, and right. I was mentioning telling her this is that the Tammy Dorn reminds me of a Dorn beast, and that might like oh that sounds like horrible. What are you talking about? But a Dorn beast for anybody out there, if you want to know fun trivia, is a creature from Zork, and it's it's named after one of the developers, I do believe, and so that's why I always remember Tammy Dorn or and just just that's why i call her by her first and last name too i just like i know who you are <laughs> it's fun it's always fun to have a nice little story to remember people's names and remember people by Amanda's going are you going to continue on with your stories <laughs> old man escape rumor that's who he is yeah true. yeah <laughs> anyway did you have any more any more questions errol Oh, I may have, but I forgot them all because I'm an old, old man. man. <laughs> <laughs> I should write them down. This is what I should do. It's like, oh, I remind you something. I can write it down. You don't now. write down your question? No. Oh, well, no. Some people do. Like, we tried to. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. Man Pants does. Sorry. I, think, I, should... I was like, I bet, him, I bet Man does. Yeah. yeah man uh, man Pants like, is the organizer. find out other podcasters have show notes, right? So it's yeah. like, oh, yeah, let's write down our questions and where we might want this interview to go. And Errol's like, great. And I'm like, did you read them? No. And then, like, <laughs> just ask us questions anyway. <laughs> I, I press skip on the dialogue trees, remember? <laughs> I just don't. Sometimes I look at the show notes like oh look at the, i hope man pans remembers all these things there's a question you said you wrote uh dialogue tammy do you is your dialogue like dialogue trees or is it fairly linear like uh how how it goes i like both personally um it's mostly dialogue like 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 linear dialogue yeah. um it's only dialogue, dialogue trees in yeah. in some of our games but not not all our games so the the covenant <laughs> is probably the most dramatic one that's this yeah. horror game where you could um vote vote off different people to be sacrificed oh, oh. Uh, it's pretty it's, it's meant to be scary i was scared um it, it's I'm probably scared. not that scary in the absolute sense of the word though but yeah that one you 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 know you depending on who is uh with you different things will will trigger yeah and i didn't really know that i i so i was on maternity leave when um our team play tested that game the covenant and um, so I came back and everybody else had already played it and they'd already talked about it and I didn't know anything about it pretty really. And so I played it myself and I was like, oh, that was so interesting. And I like had the, I saw this ending and I was like, oh, the ending, this and that. And then somebody, I don't even know if I found out internally. I think I read a review of it or something and I was like, what? Something else could have happened? I like <laughs> did not know that there were alternatives or different storylines. And I was just like shocked and I was so 
it was like, it was pretty fun because it was, you know, one of our games, but I just wasn't around for the discussion of it. And so then I got to experience it all. It's a lovely surprise. Yeah. yeah. Like, wow, that's really cool. Yeah. Like, I love haiku games. I cut my mug. <laughs> I saw. Yeah. Although I would think the more, I mean, one of the problems I find with a lot of escape rooms, not a problem, really. It's more so that if you have your own facility or you make your own puzzle hunts, you don't want to repeat yourself when it comes to puzzles over and over again. And now that you have so many out there, it's like, oh, what am I going to do now with my next game? Or I don't know. Tammy Dorn seems to like just write all the puzzles down in a great big tome, as I said. <laughs> and so she must have an encyclopedia to pull from. Oh, it's so hard to think of new things. Yeah. Yeah, we, we, um, yeah, I think we try not to repeat ourselves. There are some, some puzzles that we will do in a different way or we'll change the, you know, start location and, and yeah. things like that. Um, so we do stuff like that for, um, the puzzles that require you to make more of a logical leap. We, we, try, you know, those are normally like specific to what, what's in the room. Um, so we don't repeat those. Um, but yeah, it is always a challenge. And, you know, we've, like we've said, we've kind of cut off some areas of us for puzzles since we can't do that many word puzzles. And, um, uh, for example, so yeah, I think it's always a challenge to come up with new things, but can't do um, smell puzzles. Can't do no. smell puzzles. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No smell puzzles. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah, but I think that's a, kind of a testament to our, our designers like like Tammy, you know, it takes a long time to come up with things which are new and unique and, and good. So we really need good designers in order to do that. It's fun. It's like interesting because it's like when I'm working on a project, it's like, do I, it's like a, there's like a, a starting point that you kind of have to decide on for each one. And that's why I like really like having a project-based job and it's even smaller projects because we do chapter by chapter. And so when I start a chapter, it's like, okay, do I design the space first, like the room and what it's going to look like, or do I design the puzzle and fit it into the room? And so I kind of, it's nice to have two jumping off points, right? Like I can create the, whatever, the, the bedroom or the, the beach or whatever I want it to be. and then like get that space and get inspired by the space for the puzzles or I can, Oh, I have this really great puzzle. Is there a way I can incorporate it into this space? And so it's fun. And another cool thing about um, the adventure escape games is sometimes you go to an escape room and like the puzzles, it's like, why is it a, why is there a puzzle here? Like it doesn't make any sense to this, like the story. It's like, which is fine. Honestly, it doesn't bother me personally because I am a puzzle lover. I, I like that. I think you guys did the, the one of the volcano gods in Seattle. Yes. Oh, yeah. 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 The puzzle. And that doesn't bother me at all. But it's kind of nice with haiku is it, like all the puzzles really make sense in the game, right? Like you need to get into this case. You need to unlock it. Mm -hmm. There's a, there's a combo and it like, like the space kind of, kind of sets you up for it. And so it's fun to kind of have those structures in place to be inspired to make, to make the, the puzzles work. <laughs> Yeah, I think it's it's all about intention too, right? It depends on what you you like. When I when I hear of when a room might say like we are the the most narrative driven roomiest thing ever, um, that that's when I tend to get on the white gloves. And, oh yeah, and, uh, they set up your expectations that uh, <laughs> that but with, you know. But with with something like the volcano gods, they don't make any secret of the of the fact that there's like 
the barest of themes laid on top of this and it's basically an excuse to do a bunch of fun puzzles right and that it's still fun because that's that's what they told me it was that's what i expected and that's what uh, i had fun with same with like um mm. you know haiku games you guys are like yeah we do mysteries and adventures and i'm like great i love mysteries and adventures so i, I think it's like yeah setting up those expectations but when yeah, somebody and if we play your games then it's not a first person yeah. shooter then we're not going to complain you know yeah so. <laughs> <laughs> crafting game why can't i craft in these games <laughs> yeah because yeah. when when things are more narrative focused yeah that's what i do hope is that the puzzles can at least try to adhere to the world that they're in and that they make sense within the narrative that they're in as well so yeah and we can go anywhere in our games too so that's another plus for us you know it's like yeah i guess if you have a a, like one or one to three rooms and you're trying to make this all all these puzzles work and keep people busy for an hour i could see it getting hard to kind of keep everything like believable but when you have a eight chapter game where you're visiting you know however like 24 different locations like it's a lot easier to kind of make it make sense yeah definitely Errol, anything else that you can think of? I, I, I can, but I, I noticed that we're like an hour over. Like, okay. So I should stop. I was going to go on, but no. Okay, old man escape rumor. We'll no cut way. you off there. <laughs> <laughs> I like that sword you have, Errol. Pardon? Oh, yeah. That's sword. my daughter's sword. It's the master sword. So. Yeah, yeah. My, my nephew has a master sword. I nice. We should like Do compare like swords. A- an FA too? Do you do you sword fight? Is that so, thing people talk to you about still? Do you get that, or is that am I like fifty years too too late? Errol <laughs> Errol Flynn, like Errol Flynn? Yeah, no, right? no, 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 no. I I do I I, I do. Get yeah, it all sorry. The time? So sometimes when people ask me what my name is, I used to long time ago I used to say Errol Flynn, and then after a while nobody knew what that was, and sometimes oh. they go, oh, you know, maybe Errol. He was an owl in Harry Potter. No, okay, well, whatever. So, but another thing is I also used to fence a long time ago. So I actually thought to myself, oh, wait, how did you know I fenced? But not, not like serious <laughs> fencing. Yeah, it was just like, you know, it was like with a club at my work and it was amazing fun. It, we, uh, you know, you get to bash each other with. Sounds like fun. With how, did you, oh, yeah. how did you use your sword? You just go with a fencing sword and just start like. No, no, there are actually techniques. No, I didn't just go and whap people. I know, no, but no, you, no, you but... use the word bash, so I, I you know, yeah, that's what yeah. I. Technically, picture. you can't slash in the in the version of fencing I did. It's all just poking. So, um, and whatever. Anyway, it doesn't matter. It's, uh, that's sorry. Yeah. I keep, you know, it's like we keep trying to end, and then I keep saying. It. I have so many things. It's like I just, I really, I. I I feel like I do this in meetings sometimes too. I want to talk. I want to chat with people longer because it's like oh no, I'm, don't I worry. Talk to people, and so it's you don't have to justify that to me. <laughs> there, there have been days where we've officially ended the interview, and then, um, and then yeah, about for about an hour afterwards, it's it it, uh, it tends to keep going. So we have the behind the scenes it's, talk that yeah, we're like sometimes for for team building. I'll suggest things like oh, we could just get together and chat or like, you know, do something to talk to each And then everyone wants to do escape rooms. So I'm like, okay. But. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Tammy keeps trying to suggest socializing and everyone's like, no, let's just play some games. <laughs> yeah. Play some games. What do you have another um, online escape room coming up that you're going to do? No, we don't have one booked. I There's think not it's, one on the uh, docket. We just yeah. did jury duty. It's so fun. Oh, right, Ooh, that's right, the one right. I want to do. Yeah, I want to yeah. do jury duty. Oh, my gosh, I loved it. I Sounds know, I right have one booked alley. at nine today. 
Actually, my sister went wild and booked like three in one week. So I have a now in escape room world that that wasn't anything back in the day. But now because things are busy, you would think it'd be easier for me to do escape rooms because I'm just always home. But oh, well, oh, well, yeah, Yeah, I try to find ones that we can. There's eight of us. So I try to find things that we can all be participating in. And there's like it's kind of few and far between. So I think there's more coming up. But yeah, can't you split yourselves up into four? Yeah, we've done that you can twice, do that. but it's not quite as. No. I don't know. I, I like I like doing it all together. Yeah. No, no, I understand when you want. We to... did Moonshot where we were in teams of four, and that one was actually really fun because we were like, "Have you seen that one with Reason?" Oh no, no, I don't think I have. Moonshot. It's uh, it's designed for like larger groups. I think they can oh, handle okay. like a hundred or something. But we did it with Ooh, the right, eight maybe. of us, and we were in two teams of four. And they have on like a background screen, like you can see like the progress of the other team. So it's like a race. Oh, fun. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So that nice. one was really fun. I, I'd like to do another one like that. I bet we could find something like that. It was good. Oh, yeah, that would make sense. It'd be cool. Yeah, especially when they incorporate things like that where you can see their progress. Which that one was totally... more of a puzzle hunt than a escape room, but... I might actually have to go now. I'm so sorry. Oh, no I worries. I have my last exam. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I, you I, have I, an yeah. exam. No worries. We will. To... <laughs> oh, no worries. But thank you so much for joining us today, Andrew and Tammy. And it's been a lot of fun learning about the escape room world from a digital perspective and from a mobile phone perspective. And uh, if people would like to check out Haiku Games, where can they go? Yeah, we're at Haiku Games. If you type that into the App Store or in Google Play, you should find our games. Um, Our most popular game is called Adventure Escape Mysteries. We're also at Haiku Games Co. That's haikugamesco.com. So we're there also if you want to check it out on your computer. Um, Yeah, and on Facebook, facebook.com slash adventure escape. So lots of options. I know I'm going to check it out because I have a tablet now, so I can play it on a bigger screen. It's great. Yeah, yeah, you won't you won't have to deal with the small tap issue. <laughs> <laughs> Appreciating the artwork in all of its glory, awesome. All right, well, thank you so much, and I thank will. You. Yeah, I will uh, yeah. talk us out. <laughs> good luck with your exam. Thanks yeah, for good luck us. with yeah. your exam. Thank you. Thanks for introducing us to Tammy, also. So it's it's great to have her. Woo-hoo! Yay! Tammy yeah. Doran. <laughs> Okay. (laughs) Room Escape Divas is brought to you by Inverse Genius. You can go to inversegenius.com to find other fun podcasts just like this one. You can also find us on our Facebook page. Just click like. This is a Dorn Beast. Um, Oh my God. I wasn't lying. This is on the Zork Wiki. I wasn't lying about this. Oh my God. Like I got thrown off because the screen share suddenly popped up and made everything move and I got confused. Please go to uh, our Facebook page and click like on the fa- uh, the Room Escape Ooh, Divas Facebook page. You should share our Facebook page. I know this is a podcast and nobody's Not seeing this. Sorry, go ahead, man. Uh, we also have community meetups every Friday at 6.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. You can find the details of that on our Facebook page. Uh, and if you are using Twitter, you can use the hashtag REDivas. Oh, yeah, an email. Did I forget email? I did this time so no you can idea. email us at rubescapedivas at gmail.com we do love getting the emails i admit and- i don't listen during this time <laughs> obviously <laughs> no shit okay <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
like, can I press skip? <laughs> I'm a horrible person. This is the important part, Errol. <laughs> yeah. Th- thanks, guys. <laughs> bye bye. Bye. I saw. I saw that you love Totoro. I used, I like. I remember loving Totoro when I was little, but I haven't really kept up. <laughs> I remember as a kid, I liked it, Errol. Oh my goodness! I bet I still love it. I'm sure I still love it. I'm sure. <laughs>